thing that I would have done differently is I would not have tried to have two practices when I had no idea how to do one practice. Every opportunity, I'm like, I can figure it out. So I would have stayed focused on the one thing and I would have gone deep with that. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franzen. Hey, Remarkables, what's happening? Dr. Stephen Franzen here for the Remarkable CEO Podcast. As you can see, we're, uh, we're on location still at CairoFest. Uh, this is Dr. Nick, so very say hi, Dr. Nick. Hey, what's up, everybody? So, uh, Doctor Nick, we've got a we've got a format that we've been following here, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna box you in a little bit on this, but we're gonna have some fun inside of it. So, uh, we're talking about the four seasons of the chiropractic career. So, as you know, there's launch, build, scale, and exit. Uh, you have been you've been through all four seasons in different businesses. Um, right now, you've got multiple businesses going on, but I just want to double click on the practice first. Okay, uh, so in the the launch phase of your career in your chiropractic, your current chiropractic office. Yeah. Um, what we'd like to hear is, you know, that first year you know, when you were just starting up and you're getting it off the ground, getting it started. In retrospect, in hindsight, that 2020, what would you have done differently in that first year? Um, I would have tried not to have a heart attack from stress at the age of 30 yes. instead of a number one. Yeah. Um, and and that's, not, you, that's not just a colloquialism you're using. No, that's you a, you that's actually a, that's a literal had thing. a heart attack. <laughs> yes, from stress. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I already had a practice that I bought in a small town, and I, I started my existing practice from scratch. It, it, that was in October, and four months into it, I woke up one Saturday morning, and I was having chest pains. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't pay that much attention to differential diagnosis, but I'm like, that doesn't seem good, right? <laughs> so then I'm like, my, it started having some pain down my arm. And I'm like... Where have I read this? <laughs> then I'm like, if this goes into my jaw, I need to go to the hospital. And uh, it went into my jaw like two minutes later. Yeah. And so I drove myself to the hospital, which I think was probably a bad idea. And I ended up having... To, that was on a Saturday morning. I had to cancel my Saturday morning patients. And I um, had to check myself out of the hospital against doctor's orders on Sunday because I had patients on Monday. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. Right. So um, the thing that I would have done differently is I would not have tried to have two practices when I had no idea how to do one practice. Every opportunity, I'm like, I can figure it out. So I would have stayed focused on the one thing and I would have gone deep with that, gotten more training for sure, more coaching. It took me, I think it was like year three when I started to get coaching. Yeah. Um, and that would have been, I would have started out so you've got good instincts. You're a business guy at heart, at by nature, as you said. You got lucky in the DNA, right? So I believe that you're hardwired to be an entrepreneur uh, for sure, right? So I've, I know you very well. Yeah. I get I'm, I'm honored to coach you and work with you closely, and I'm also friends with you. So I really enjoy watching the entrepreneurial spirit just show its face everywhere, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I love. Which I love. Even Which I you love. Don't ask for it. Uh, yeah, no, like, no, I love it. I love it. No, just I love. I honestly, I love it. Uh, so I, I, I know you would have been exceptional at, at anything you did. So um, it, it's fun and it's great to watch these natural entrepreneurs end up as chiropractors, yes. right? So that's what I think. That I think twenty percent of chiropractors are they're just naturally entrepreneurial and they happen to be chiropractors. Yeah. Uh, and we are so blessed to have a profession where you can actually be 
doing well while you're doing good, right? So, and we kind of found ourselves in, in chiropractic. So you had the instincts, you've got the natural talent. So very often, um, guys like you end up trying to do it on their own, right? So it doesn't always lead to a heart attack at 30, what? 34? At uh, three zero. At 30. 30. Yeah. 30. A couple months after yeah. 29. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So, yeah, you heard that right, folks. Uh, so, it doesn't usually end up with something that dramatic. Very often, it's, um, it, it's, um, it's, it shows up in other places, you know, whether it's relationships or fitness or knowing your kids or just losing your joy, yeah. right? And um, usually in, the, in that first year as you're launching, you have enough um, just momentum. You just have so much ex- excitement and novelty that you just kind of push through it. But then you find yourself in the next season, right? So then you find yourself in build, right? Um, build comes with its own challenges, right? So now you're there, you're, you've figured out how to be an entrepreneur, you're comfortable in that role, you're a doctor, you're taking care of patients, you're adjusting, probably doing most of the lifting yourself at that point, right? Um, and uh, then you decide, all right, so I, I can actually start going and growing. So you start growing the practice, you're well into build now, years in, as I understand it, you're experiencing success, um, what were some of the challenges that you were facing then and what would you do differently just looking back over your shoulder? So uh, at, in the build stage, I took my advice from earlier and I simplified. So I got rid of my first practice, okay. got down to one practice. So I was just in one place. Um, I was blessed with, uh, in hindsight, I was blessed with being a very mediocre chiropractor um, so that it was easy <laughs> for me to replace myself. Yeah. Right? So uh, no, one, no one missed me that much when I replaced myself with my second associate. So it was easy because I've always been passionate about the, the, the business building and the marketing side of it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was, I was five years in, in this practice, I was four years, uh, three and a half years into practice, uh, into my second practice when I hired my second associate and stopped seeing patients to focus on the business side of it. The struggle that I had in this stage was I am not a natural born teacher. Within this podcast, I could give you the amount of training that I gave to my second associate. Right. When he started racking him and cracking them. Right. You know, right, and right. so I did a terrible job of training them, setting expectations, and it just it was not great. And so that, that led to a lot of challenges over the next you know, five years or so. Um, the thing that I would have done differently is I would have focused more on building a team instead of just assuming that they were going to figure it out the way I figured it out. Right. So, so now we've gone, we went right through build, jumped into scale. So now we're at scale. Okay. So which means you've got other professionals on your team that can deliver the value in your absence. Right. So we like to say scalability, which means that you're leveraging other people and systems and technology to be able to deliver more value, right? Yes. It's, it's an amplifier. It's a multiplier, yeah. right? So that's scalability, right? Durability means that all of that can happen even in your absence, yes. right? And I know that you really, you know, you began with that end in mind. You knew that you wanted to do things for chiropractic with chiropractors outside of your practice and serve chiropractic on a different level. Like you said, your passion is marketing. Yes. So. Talk to me about that. You knew that to begin with before you even brought in associate doctors. Um, what was the, what was the big idea there? My main core value is freedom. And when I was laying in the hospital bed at thirty, I was like, I am not. I, I'm like, I love chiropractic, but I'm not willing to like die at, in my thirties from the stress of dealing with. And the stress that I was feeling was that I'm not very good at like 
multitasking. So I loved seeing patients, but then it was really hard for me to take the doctor hat off and put the business hat on. Mm-hmm. I could either be the doctor or I could be the business person. And so I made a commitment then uh, that I was going to start to get help. And so I got my uh, first associate of a few months later, and then I hired my second associate about a year and a half after that. Mm-hmm. So that was really the moment where I, I realized that I needed to just focus on the things that only I could do and find people that were more passionate about treating patients on a daily basis. Because for me, I get a lot of stress from if I have to physically be in a place every single day against my will sometimes, yeah. that is not, that's not my favorite thing in the world. So that was, uh, that was kind of the idea. And then when I hired my first, so I, I like to do the things that I'm really good at. And I like to put people in, in position to do the things that they're really good at. So I was, it was, it's easy for me to delegate things I don't like doing. It's harder for me to delegate things that I do like doing, yeah. which is most people, I would imagine. Marketing is something that I like doing. The problem is, is I'm a visionary, not an integrator or implementer. Yeah. So I hired my first marketing director in 2015, and all of a sudden, the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, things started happening. Like, my ideas were just like... Because she is a natural born implementer. Right. And all of a sudden things were happening. And I'm like, this is what chiropractors need. They do not need me to teach them another course on like how to do this thing. They need me to do it for them. Right. And so before all of these Facebook ad experts came around and bombarded your newsfeed, I came up with the idea that we should uh, be doing a done for you service for chiropractors things that they were never going to do on their own. So I'm a big believer in content marketing, like yep. this podcast. Yep. And this, this was where I was like, I'm, you know, Gary Vee is my, my, uh, my business idol. And, um, you know, he really pushes give value, give value, give value. And so we started a content marketing strategy and it's evolved quite a bit over the years, but now we do it for other chiropractors and we're able to, um, Introduce chiropractic to way more people than I could from my brick and mortar in Springfield. So uh, it's Leverage Media, Leverage Media. Uh, is the name of the company. Um, the content marketing strategy, when people hear that, um, you know, that's kind of an insider language for the marketing world. But, yeah. you know, uh, explain, unpack that a bit. You know, when you say content marketing, people hear Facebook ads. Uh, most chiropractors, you know, they, they, you know, there's a continuum here of what they understand. We have extraordinary fluency on one end of the spectrum and then man i don't even have a facebook ad i mean i don't have a facebook account on the far end so when you say content marketing strategy what does that mean so if you think of marketing as if you've ever heard of a marketing funnel a marketing funnel is wide at the top and narrow at the bottom so any everyone that doesn't know that your practice exists is outside of this funnel the only way that they can get into the funnel is if they become aware so i'll use uh, spinal screenings as an example of because that is content marketing, yep. right? So there's a bunch of people at a home show walking by. Those people are outside the phone. You, they pass your booth and they look at it. They are now aware that you at least exist. They are now in the marketing funnel. Yep. You have a, you know, a, a greeter out in there saying, hey, would you like to get your spine checked, right? Um, the ones that have no interest, they just keep passing by. The ones that engage move to the next stage of the funnel. It's narrower because there's less people at this stage. Those people say, yes, I would like to, right? Those people then do the screening. Some of those people are like, ah, you know, I'm good when you make them the offer. Others say, yes, I'd like to schedule an appointment. 
That is the conversion piece. That is where they become a potential new patient. And at the bottom of the funnel is where people come into the office. So what we do on a digital, on the digital side of it is we, all those things, lunch and learns, dinner talks, spinal screens, the things that you have to physically go and do, and they are very unleverageable and unscalable. Social media has become the world's biggest spinal screen. Everyone is on Facebook. Everyone is on Instagram. Everyone is on YouTube. Everyone's spending their time there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's using Google to search. So what we do is we create content that will get in front of people when they're spending time on the platforms like Facebook and Instagram. And there will be content available when they're searching for solutions like YouTube and Google. So we help doctors create videos and blogs to create awareness about their practice and what makes their practice special. And then we utilize lead generation, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, all those things that turn people into patients. We're, we're trying to merge the two of create good content, create good value for your, uh, for your potential patients and your, your, uh, your community, and eventually turn those into uh, people coming through your door that are going to act more like referrals than just somebody who saw a random $29 offer on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge concept, and I just I want to double back on what you just said there because um, people think that, oh, yeah, and I'm just going to put those ads on the right-hand side, and I'm going to have a $29 examination or free x-rays or something like that, and they're just, they're just putting you know, clickbait out there yeah. versus saying, I'm going to bring my message into a community that I can target, right? Like I, can, I can be very specific and selective as to who sees this. And I'm going to start to tell a story that I think is going to be relevant to a very specific group of people that I want to take care of. Right. I want to speak into their listening, right? And they say that in marketing, right? So ultimately, you're able to position yourself in the marketplace as somebody who's interesting, somebody who is an expert, yeah. and then build some level of trust with them, right? The big idea is no like, and trust, right? So you want the person to start seeing you that, man, that person, she puts out great content or man, another great piece of content. Next thing you know, you have a fan, somebody who's listening and building, you're building trust and they start to like you. People do business with people that they like, right? So it's such an easy and I might add free way if you're motivated to do so to get your content, get your story, get yourself in front of these people. And then once you see what gets traction, when people start responding and sharing and liking and commenting, you can start interacting with them, etc., and then you can start spending money, pointing people, yeah, yeah, pointing people towards something that's a proven. This is proven to be effective. This is actually getting a response. That old, you know, adage of only twenty percent of your marketing dollars get you eighty percent of results. The problem is you don't know what twenty percent gets you the results. Right. That's gone away. Yeah. You can actually, through analytics, understand exactly what your market's responding to, yeah. and then throw your money at that. Yeah. So blows away the idea of like, what should your marketing budget be? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how much is your ROI. It's like, yes. uh, yeah. like it should be unlimited if you're, if you're positive ROI. Okay. And I, you know, I talk to, you know, I talk to a lot of chiropractors. I hear them talk about their practice and it's always, you know, the, the really good ones are always about, I just want to get my message out there. I want to, I want my community to know what we do. And, and that leads me to, to say, you know, like, so what are you doing content wise? Are you doing videos? Are you doing blog? They're like, oh no, you know, I, I do lunch and learns, I do dinner talk, you know, and it's this, it's this heavy lift. Right. It's they've got to physically go and do it. Their staff's got to take off Saturdays to to go do a smile screening, and I'm like, if you truly are trying to get a message out there, you have to deliver the message in the platform that people are consuming content. So if somebody's spending eight hours a day on social media 
it's a good place. Not, there, there aren't that many home shows anymore. You know, there's yeah. not that many opportunities. If you live in a small town that doesn't have a lot of places uh, of employment, there's not, the lunch and learns aren't really like a thing. So you've got, we've got a client uh, that, that you know um, that is in Iowa with 2,300 people surrounded by Amish people. That is not an ideal yeah. environment for digital marketing, but he has such an opportunity to change the, um, uh, the paradigm of what health is in his community because he can pretty much reach everyone for a few dollars every time he creates a piece of content. Right, right, right. He, so, could, he could be remarkable. He could be the talk of the town. He exactly. could be the only game in town because yeah. he is making that. The other thing that I, I have noticed a lot with chiropractors is they all, at this point, the good ones all know that they should be creating content. And they especially think, that they understand that they should be creating video. And they all, and whenever I do a strategy session, I look at uh, their website, I look at their Facebook page, their Instagram, their YouTube, and their Google presence. And whenever I get to their YouTube channel or their Facebook page, I see that they have started content at something. And they always stop within two months because they don't know what to do with it. They have no strat. They just heard someone tell them that they're supposed to be doing videos around yeah. something. And they're usually doing it wrong. Uh, they're usually not, you know, doing the technical side of it correctly. Um, they don't know how to spend money against it. They don't know how to retarget people. And I'm like, you guys are never going to, I could teach, I could sit here and teach you every single thing that I know about digital marketing. You won't do it. Because when I did, the reason I have a done for you service instead of a course or a coaching program is because when I was in school or I'm sorry, in practice, I would buy these courses on marketing and I would never do it because I never had the time to do it for right. seeing patients. Right. And that's why I was like, it has to be done for you. And I have to, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, uh, or uh, is closing up today. And, uh, tomorrow I'm spending a, a private day for $10,000 with a top three Facebook ads guy in the world who just happens to, to, to be nearby. And that is, that is something that no other chiropractor that is in practice is ever going to invest in. But I'm going to invest in it for them so that if they are a client, they get the, the most advanced strategies uh, available to people with you know, big businesses like you. Um, brick and mortars, just, they, don't have, they just don't have access or the wherewithal or they just don't care enough to like, learn at this level to then bring it back to a brick-and-mortar chiropractic office. Right. All right, so dialing this back into the context of the four seasons, right? Yeah. So the difference between a job and a business is the scalable, durable, transferable piece, right? So a big part of this is leverage, right? To understand the power of leverage. So you're leveraging technology in this example. This is a, this, like I'm an advocate of all three tributaries of new patients coming from marketing, right? So... You should have internal marketing initiatives going on. You should have external marketing initiatives going on and digital marketing initiatives going on. Right? And they should all work together. They should, it should, there should be a cohesion, right? Yes. So, and there should be a strategy against the plan and execution is key, right? Yeah. The difference between an owner-operator and a CEO is CEOs are always looking for leverage, you know, to play on your name. You know, I love the name of your company. Yeah. Uh, you're always looking for leverage. Like if I can find somebody to hire to do something so that I can get back to doing what I'm uniquely gifted at doing, that's what I'm looking for. Right. I'm looking for ways to outsource, to leverage the people who, who are better than I am at it and you know that, that I can buy their time, energy, and focus with my money. Yeah. 
right? So I love done with you, done for you programs. Yep. You, you're, you're freeing yourself up, okay, so you can amplify everything you're doing mm -hmm. and you're going to get better outcomes. Yep. You know, I love yes. it. Well, the, the thing that I, I, we are sitting here in a podcast studio in my hotel room because of that. If it were me, I would have just like brought my phone down to the, to the, uh, to the room and we would have done, you know, an interview. But because my uh, video editor that I have for the agency is just like obsessive about doing things the right way, the lighting is, is right, the audio is right, the video is right. And it's if I were to do it, I don't care enough about those details. Right. The quality would suffer. That's right. Right. That's so right. in any business that I have, I'm getting better at just starting it this way instead of like learning the hard way. In any business that I have. I am just going to do the stuff that gives me energy throughout the day as much as humanly possible because I want to end up with more energy. I, I work, I work till midnight most days. Right. I mean, I just, it's, it's fun for me. Like right. business is a great time, but if I had to do a bunch of stuff that I am not equipped to do or that I do not enjoy doing, I would be taking a nap at 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, now, so, I'm also an advocate of taking naps at 2 p.m. <laughs> because there, sure. there's your halfway sure. point in your day. <laughs> but, I, you know, the Pyrofest, for example. You know, the thing I am really good at is creating relationships, um, you know, trying to provide value for other people and trying to help and, and, and just like being, hanging out with your friends, right. you know? And it, that's why I don't have a booth here because I, if I, if I had a booth, it's like, I, it, it would just be, that would be super draining. Like I would not be able to go have espresso martinis with you uh, in a couple of hours because I would just be exhausted at the end of the day because I hate right. having to work a booth, but I love working a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's really the difference. It's the exact same thing, but it's just a, it's a positioning thing. I enjoy it. And so at the end of the day, I have more energy. And if I did a bunch of stuff every day that I hated doing and that I knew I wasn't going to do, nothing would ever end up getting done. I'm just too, um, I've seen it, I've seen it be successful too many times and I've seen it be unsuccessful many times. So I don't even start things that I don't want. Yeah. I just, I, if I'm like, okay, I've got this idea, who else is going to do this? Cause these are things that I know I'm not going to do. Or it just doesn't even become a thing. It's a sign of maturity, really, as a leader, as a as a business owner, is to be able to recognize this is the outcome that I'm trying to accomplish. Yes. Um, these are the steps that it's going to take to manifest that outcome, and then understand these are the things I'm really good at, and that's what I'm going to do. These are the things that have to happen that I will not do because I'm either terrible at them or you know I I just don't enjoy doing they strain my energy so I'm going to suck at it yeah. I'm going to procrastinate it I'm going to make excuses I'm going to tell stories right so first thing I do is I identify who are my operators who are my implementers who's my integrator right so I'm going to be like who is going to do that 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 and that or or it, it's not going to happen it's not even going to make it up on the planning board yeah. right first thing lay out that path I'm going to do that that and that and everything else is going to get delegated so you got to become a master delegator right so yes. All right, so let's double back. Hold and on, real quick, just because I it like triggered something in my head when you were talking about that. The I think one of my one of my real superpowers is I am so brutally honest with myself. Like when I said I was uh, luckily I was a mediocre chiropractor, I was half joking. Yes, it, it just I, I'm so honest about what I am good at and what I am not good at, and I think a lot of times people. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody about this, but. They, they like build their jail cells around them like a, a block. They're like, God, I, I hate this. 
Yeah. I hate this. And they just keep building and building. But I'm like, but you just said you hated it. Like, why are you still doing it? And I'm like, it's just, to me, I, I, I will always give up profit. I will always give up, um, Time, I, I like. I just, I, I, I'm so hungry for the things that I enjoy doing. That uh, I don't know if it was because of the heart attack, or it's just like it's become easier as I focus more on those things. But man, being honest with yourself is so, like. I love that radical I love candor that. inside of your own head. Are you really going to do this? Right. You know, and if you lie to yourself three years from now, you're just going to be miserable, even if you're successful. No, I love that. That's a nugget. Uh, and it's based, it's, this is value, values based decision making at its best, right? So it's, you, you recognize that freedom is your primary core value. We share that, right? Yeah. So freedom, peace of mind, uh, you know, abundance, significance, contribution. That just is my filter to make my decisions as to how do I spend my time, energy, and focus and money. That's, that's what your core values are for. And like you said, you're happy to spend your money to buy somebody else's time, energy, and focus to free up yours, right? So, all right, so to recap, just to double back on this, I love this, this is very contextual for what we're teaching because what you've done is you, you know, started a chiropractic business in launch, you took it through build, build success. As you were building momentum, you recognized you had a calling to create something else to serve chiropractic on a higher level, uh, on a more global, scalable way. Uh, that was that was following your core values of freedom and passion. Let's not act like this is scalable. This is very unscalable the way that I do this because it's being done the right way. Hopefully, eventually, we'll figure out how to scale it. I was going to say, this business leverage is in launch, right? Yes. And it's going into build now, yes, into the build, build season, yeah. right? So yeah. so you've got you've got two businesses that are running not parallel. They're, they're in succession, right? Yes. So you had to take your chiropractic practice to the place where it was truly scalable. Yeah. So it was scalable and durable, mm -hmm. right? The durability is being proven because you're not in there and it's I'm still like three hours away. You're three hours away from your practice. So you achieved scalability, then durability, yeah. which freed you up to launch another business. And now this business is in build, soon to go into scale, right? So this is a perfect illustration of these four seasons as this natural progression sure. of the, uh, the chiropractic career I, or any entrepreneurial career. Yeah, I am not, I, this is one thing I like create babies. Like these, these businesses become like my children. I don't have my own children. So these businesses are my businesses and the dogs are my children. So I, I, but I like the, the option to be a rest. Like, I don't think I'll ever exit my office right. just because it is so, uh, it, it's so well run. I have such a good team, but I have, I always want to have the option. Just like when I was, in, when people talk to me about like, how did you do it? How did you get practice? Oh, I, I, I would still want to see patients. That is your choice. But right now you do not have a choice. You right. have to show up on Monday. Yeah. There's a difference between getting to see patients and having to see patients. Yes. And we all know the difference, right? Yes. Yeah. So, well, all right. Everyone I mean, in this conversation does. Everyone in this conversation. I think sometimes people do not know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. the getting to and having to. All right, folks. So, uh, what you've heard here is just a great success story and it's unfolding. So we're excited for you, Dr. Nick. Uh, pleasure working with you and uh, thank you for being such a great illustration of this progression. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you are you're one of my favorite people, if not the favorite person in chiropractic and I, the Remarkable CEO program, I'm so excited uh, to just like crush it through all of these stages and uh, I just love being uh, by, by Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. 
Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.